the emotional maturity of a 45 year old in india is far lesser than the emotional maturity of a 20 year old because the 20 year old has already been through three three breakups wow. has already met shrinks two times uh, does counseling uh, every day is quite okay and cool with it actually if you are not going through all that in your life and you are a 20 year old you are kind of boring Marketing is dead. Long live marketing. My name is Atul Nath and you're listening to the Control Alt Delete Reboot Marketing Podcast. A toolkit podcast for anyone who's looking to connect with tomorrow's customers and build tomorrow's brands. Doing business today is like being tossed around inside a food processor. To stay relevant in this manic world and be future forward, I believe we've got to hit reboot for marketing as a whole. Through this podcast series, I will be talking to some of the best marketing brains in India. Well, actually, they are some of the best marketing brains in the world. Over a period of time and multiple episodes of this podcast, the idea is to develop a toolkit for marketing and communication, a toolkit that resonates with tomorrow's customers and energizes tomorrow's brands. This is only the fifth episode of my podcast that I started about a month or so ago. So do go back and listen to earlier episodes and hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts regularly. I have a great outspoken and gregarious guest with me today, Dev Amritesh. Dev is currently the managing director of Compass Group in India. Compass Group is the world's leading provider of contract food and support services with presence in 50 countries and global revenues of 20 billion pounds. More than 90 of the Fortune 100 companies are Compass Group clients today. Prior to this, Dev has been president of Jubilant Foods, which is to say Domino's Pizza and Dunkin Donuts in India, and has also had years of marketing and sales experience at Cadbury and Whirlpool before that. More than anything, I have known Dev to be a deep thinker and hard talker when it comes to marketing and what works in marketing. Thank you very much for being with us here today, Dev, and welcome to my podcast. Thank you, Atul, and thanks for having me. I know you are an avid and passionate biker. uh something that i think you enjoy doing a lot um with your free and sometimes not so free time what does that bring to your life uh, to your work to your life overall how how does that add value let's say for me biking is like meditation when you get on a bike uh, especially on the highway when in early in the morning on a sunday and you ride the motorcycle for say couple of hours Uh, there's a kind of mindfulness that kicks on when you're riding a motorcycle you get disconnected from a lot of things which are on your mind and you start to look at the road you start to look at things around you and um, take in the fresh air and it does something to me and it's i guess the you know people find a lot of peace in meditation i find that in riding my motorcycle how long have you been biking how many years has it been Well I got my first motorcycle when I was 18 years old um and then I have had a series of different motorcycles since then there have been a few years in between when I didn't ride as much but you can say uh for almost 25 years wow close to 25 wow. years so the funny thing is that my dad was anti motorcycle and uh, for safety reasons I'm talking about of course when I was in school and college and mm. all so he refused to let me buy a motorcycle mm. and 
till i was in my mid 20s i didn't know how to ride a motorcycle <laughs> which is bizarre right mm. and then you know i went to study in a hostel and hostel i mean you can't get through hostel without riding a motorcycle so borrow yeah. some of my friends sikha diya unhone kisi ne bitha ke first they laughed at me for about a week and then said chal we'll teach you and a typical iit engineer types you know the you know they are, they are like so anyway so finally learned it and uh, but you know it's it's one of those things that if you don't if you don't get a taste of it in your youth maybe it will never bite you i don't know if that is your experience with other biker friends or not but for me biking doesn't do it for me i don't know why and i've never really gotten into it maybe i should uh, maybe it's a midlife thing i should do but i don't know that's my experience with biking i see two types of uh, bikers one is people like me who have been riding since they were really young and unlike your story in my case i grew up listening to stories of my dad uh, actually building a motorcycle wow, with his hands you know that's really cool yeah and as a young engineer he used to work for the railways in chitranjan and i've heard these folklores of he and another roommate of his called chako who built this java motorcycle with rajdoot parts yeah. and he was to ride it from chitranjan to patna and you know i always was fascinated with that and we always had motorcycles growing up at home dad's motorcycle so even when he had a car there would be a motorcycle lying around so for me i see people like me who are more natural riders like we've always ridden motorcycles and for us it's not just a rich, it's not it's not so much a ritual like we need to get together on sunday morning and wear a gear in a certain way it's not a ritual it's it's not just that acha acha it's more you know it's more natural just take your bike and go out for a haircut Mm. because a lot of other people are doing what you just said yeah, which so is like a i you know i just i don't mean to sort of uh, be little any type of uh, person but i'm saying i think there are two types one which is more natural like for me i'll take my bike out on a sunday morning go get a haircut but i'll say okay let's take a 10 km spin before we get to the haircut you know <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a haircut yeah that's, that's really one cool. kind of that's yeah. one kind of and of course i do the more structured you know you know cult type riding uh, trips also but for me that's not the it's not about people it's about the motorcycle and the other type of person i see are people who have started riding in their older uh, age i think for them it's a little bit of like you said midlife crisis mm-hmm. let me do something with my life for myself and amongst the all the other options available perhaps motorcycling is one of them yeah. you know so it could be running motorcycling marathon whatever yeah, yeah. so uh, mine is running totally yeah yeah. yeah yeah but for me it's not that it's not a midlife crisis i've always ridden a motorbike Correct. that's your story it's yeah, been 25 it's, years so yeah, it's i mean yeah, yeah. very young age yeah, in that yeah. sense i was talking to you earlier uh, you know before we started we started talking and i mentioned that i saw your uh, i saw your daughter aditi's um, animation film on facebook and um, it really touched my heart and i'm not just saying that i noticed two things in that uh, film one that she has a great expression of our emotions you know i mean i don't think i at that age was so well acquainted with my own feelings to be able to exp- but uh, and secondly the way she has used uh, technology apart from her artistry which frankly you told me just now that she'd done it with her hands i was i didn't know that i thought it was an animation that she did on uh, on a computer or whatever it was really well done but the tech available to her you know she's used that to express those emotions and the final output was actually great really really good using that as an example of what youth today is capable of doing what do you think marketers need to do to be relevant 
with their brands today to that kind of an audience, that kind of a, a consumer, as that consumer is growing up and will continue to grow up and be, you know, using the brands that we are that are being cre- have been created or are being created. Yeah, that I think there's a huge uh, problem that entire marketing community is already facing and will continue to face over the next few years. And the reason for that is most marketers are either like Gen X or the older millennials, whereas consumers are increasingly getting more and more inspired by values of today, right? And there's a disconnect because as people, we are not them and we don't truly understand them. The emotional maturity of a 45-year-old in India is far lesser than the emotional maturity of a 20-year-old because the 20-year-old has already been through three, three breakups has already met shrinks two times, uh, does counseling uh, every day, he's quite okay and cool with it. Actually, if you're not going through all that in your life and you're a 20-year-old, you're kind of boring, okay? And a 45-year-old or a 50-year-old is petrified at the idea of uh, uh, any of these things, right? Absolutely. So, 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 so they are completely different animal compared to what uh, you know the older generation is and of course i mean there are all the usual reasons for it the exposure digital uh, the content that they are consuming intelligence the quality of education in the country they are the children of the gen x remember they are our children right so the quality of conversation that is happening in homes today the permission to talk about things at home homes today the conversation is very different from what this generation. So all of this has combined to create a highly intelligent, informed, sensitive, and you know, a person who has gone through already a lot of emotional journey in their lives. So in some ways, they are like our, like you know, at more much more advanced than us. So I think the crisis that marketers face is to be in touch with this intelligence and to stop selling. So is it the end? Is it the end for people uh, um, of of the mid 40s i think it's an end of that mindset okay. you know so, so if you want to stay relevant you're going to have to reboot your your mindset absolutely. and okay absolutely you have to reboot i think you know we've all studied marketing which involved you know a lot of selling you know a lot of telling a lot of wow. Uh, wow. you know talking about features and virtues and all of that i think all of that is not so relevant today i think anything which has content will automatically viral so i think the concept of putting more monies to get more grps will be less and less valuable and the concept of having something interesting to say which people will want to watch will become more and more valuable if if these are the two extremes of how you can look at communication perhaps it will start to move very dramatically from the left hand side which is the grp side and start moving towards the right hand side which is free content side i'm not saying only one will ever do you'll probably need a mix of it but shift but down the that shift curve. is clearly happening clearly. let me ask uh, uh, a slightly um, I don't know whether to say provocative or controversial. Do you see marketers broadly doing this? I hear a lot of us saying what you just said. Or is it is there a lot of lip service that most are doing and you know sticking to the uh, to what they are comfortable with? I think there is still a formula, right? I mean there is a you know there is a pretense that goes on in I think in all companies, right? And everyone has a job that they are trying to do and there are certain things that you are uh, meant to do. I, I think it's more to do with how empowered 
an organization is where brand managers are really empowered to think out of the box uh, or are they you know responding to what the hierarchy is do you see it do you see large organizations changing to empower their young brand managers not really i think mm. on the contrary it's becoming more and more you know grow centralized globalized um and you know there's more of a formula like sort of approach today but i see a lot of the startups doing that mm. you know mm. where the founders themselves are younger and they aren't really you know reporting to anyone as of now also they don't even have the money right to anyways be doing mm. you know the conventional stuff and thirdly and thirdly and perhaps most importantly i think they get it you know and the people who get it are the ones who probably yeah. become entrepreneurs and you know a couple of decades ago as i saw marketing and brands marketers and brands were king new brands were coming in but broadly speaking brands were giving consumers choice you had one brand of cola and then you had two and then you maybe had three and then same thing with mobile phones etc etc choice was being given it was a marketer was king in that sense what has happened lately of course is that the consumer has innumerable choices almost in every product category and to that extent slightly i feel consumers now have the brands on the, on the run right because brands are now jumping over each other trying to clamber over each other to get to the consumer and be the choice yesterday's marketers how are they kind of reacting to this sudden upside down shift which we many marketers have seen happen in their lifetime in their careers within a matter of maybe 10 years yeah so i think you've raised a very i think important observation about what happened just after liberalization i think there was a pretty defining uh, time uh, for the way marketing has been in the country if you think about the mid 90s the consumption that happened in mid 90s was a response to the consumption that did not happen for the past 20 years before yeah mm. it was starved, starved is the right word right? starved yeah and what was starved one consumption itself was starved but what really was starved is the ability of people to produce an identity of themselves that they liked and people produce an identity above themselves that they like through consumption you like running you said right right in the running also there is some consumption that is happening you must be buying gear you must be buying you know, performance equipment Absolutely. you must be buying shoes dry shirts all of that is dry, very much yeah dry yeah. fit mm -hmm. and you know it's not just in your running you measure the time in which you ran it's also your knowledge of all of that to be able to share that with other people you know to Absolutely you know all yeah. the gizmos that go with running So when you are in that store of that fancy watch that you are finding which will tell you your heartbeat and god knows what all you do in that moment you are producing an identity of a runner for yourself which you find very attractive if there's another like for me for example I'm a foodie mm -hmm. I like to go to restaurants I like to meet the chef I like to talk learn about their food through that consumption I'm producing this identity of myself as an intelligent person who cares about you know things in life like food right right so this is the model right that all consumption is just making us feel in a certain way that's and that's right. why we consume right sure so in the just after liberalization a lot of consumption was very infantile mm -hmm. right because through that consumption we were just saying that मुझे भी आता है कोका कोला आई कैन डू दिस मुझे भी नाइकी का जूता पहनने आता है मैं भी मैकडोनल्ड्स के बाहर खड़े होकर खा सकता हूँ यू नो मैं भी डोमिनोज पिज्जा होम डिलीवरी करा सकता हूँ बिकॉज थ्रू दोज कंजम्पन चॉइसेज वी वर प्रोड्यूसिंग एन आइडेंटिटी ऑफ अ 
person who's also who has and not just a have not right so when you say marketer is king all the marketer had to do was to show up in a very glitzy suit with a very shiny offer because all the consumers wanted just that so i think the marketers who are being successful today are asking the question what is the consumption 2.0 driver what is the new identity that consumers want to produce for themselves mm. so i think marketers are responding to different things very different motivations uh, that consumers are presenting to them today than before i keep hearing people talking about the importance for brands to have a purpose and while i understand the theory of that and there are some great examples of you know brands like patagonia or nike did this whole thing with that um, colin uh, kepanik but how does this work for uh, quote unquote regular everyday brand i think firstly your comment on is purpose connected to the previous conversation that we were having i think it very much is if you agree that consumers will now increasingly consume those products which help them create a identity of themselves which they like so more internal manifestation is going to drive consumption then i think by corollary you will also agree that people will you know show up when there is somebody who believes in what they believe in and that is the if that is reality then brands must be very clear about what they believe in and this is not necessarily just a save the world kind of a belief it could be any belief uh sure. that is important to their uh, and if, th- if that same belief is very important to their own target consumer then then it's quite easy to say how they might be attracted to each other yeah, right yeah sure yeah absolutely so coming to the, so that i think we should establish that mm. first and mm. then coming to your second question of how do brands who actually haven't articulated any belief or purpose right how do right. they suddenly start to talk about it i think the notion that purpose has to be of a certain type you know this is purpose has also got codified now that purpose has to be about saving the girl child or saving water or Absolutely. saving the yamuna save the world type yeah, of and i'm know. selling shoes or pizza or whatever so how can i save the yamuna and what's the connection between that so i think we should challenge that notion and we should talk a little bit about what does it take to even articulate your purpose and note that i'm using the word articulate and not create mm. right mm. and there's a mm. difference between the two if the purpose which is being articulated from the for a brand or a business comes from the outside it is not likely to stick if it is something that they just say because a lot of consumers believe in that who gave you the right to even talk about that sure. or you're lying or i don't believe you right. you know and truly it won't be a part of your organizational dna also at best it will end up becoming a tv ad at worst it will end up becoming a lie that nobody believes I'm going to pause the conversation right here and end part 1. Tune into part 2 of my conversation with Dev Amritesh to hear his fascinating thoughts about how to create brand purpose. If you like this episode of the podcast, then subscribe to the Control Alt Delete Reboot Marketing Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and also on Google Podcasts now or in fact on any podcast platform that you prefer. See you next time for the next conversation. Bye for now. Um.